Hello everyone and welcome back to Gathering of Gotchas, the only podcast that focuses exclusively on the games your parents don't want you to play. I'm Galen, the sound guy Firestone. I'm Ronicolo, Ronicolo, Ronicolo. And I'm Dez, and today we actually have a very special guest with us. We have uh, Geisterfuchs. Hello, happy to be here. Hello Geister, thank you so much welcome. for joining us. Thank you very much. Your knowledge on many, many games will no doubt be invaluable for this episode to follow. For sure. Uh, and we have a wider selection than usual to talk about today, so let's go ahead and dive right on into it. We're going to start with our usual, and that's FFBE, and there's a lot to talk about with FFBE. Oh yes, boy. indeed. There's a lot to talk about, uh, starting with... Uh, the FF10 2 event. That's right after the FF10 event. I'm super happy that FFBE especially likes going to like weirder characters and spin-offs in games. I talked about this a little bit last week. Um, just seeing them actually acknowledge 10 2 and making these characters decent makes me happy. It's a bit not just decent. We'll come yeah. back to that, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's a it, it's a bit of a shame that Yuna isn't CG like uh, spoiler for JP like Sarah from Thirteen Two is, but I'll take what I can get. Absolutely, they it's uh, a lovely game that's very particular, very different from its predecessor. Yes, but. Uh, I think it deserves some loves, and and the game certainly gives it to it. I don't want to make it sound like I'm a huge fan of either of the FF10 games, but I've said before, I actually do, however, slightly prefer FF10 2 over FF10 Prime. Um. Now then, uh, let's move on to the event uh, itself. Let's do it. So yeah, so since the last week's event uh, for FF10 is still running and still eating all of your stamina, and since there's a still castle that's still running, uh, it's a pretty right. short event because it's uh, an exploration event where they did things a bit differently. Okay, please explain. Well, there's a story stage before you actually do the exploration. Exploration is more costly in stamina, and uh, it actually draws uh, some parallel between uh, the uh, main trio of FF10 2 and uh, uh, another trio of girl from the game, namely uh, Sakura, Fina, and uh, Lead. So it's a pretty fun way to do things. Okay, I dig it. Okay, so how it works is that uh, you've got uh, an exploration that's uh, partly different every time uh, you... Uh, well, not every time, but uh, you can go through three variations of the exploration with three different paths, depending on the day you're taking in the, the map. The last two days of the event, all three paths are opened. Interesting. And, uh, yeah, and without that, it's uh, one path or the other. And from the paths, you get the base item, like a gunner, Yuna's dress, Tifuku's uh, bandana, or warrior paints, guys, and the recipe for the enhancement. And you get uh, the enhancement material, which is amber, uh, every time you run in uh, the dungeon. And I was actually about to ask about that. Yeah, and you can also trade some of that material for uh, Trust Mogul for the characters, or for a ribbon. 
just in case you need one. I that sounds nice like a player. really cool event. Yeah, that's an interesting variation on an exploration event. I'm yeah. I'm actually pretty happy with what I've just heard. Yeah. And a ribbon? Those are old as hell, but pretty much always useful, even now. Yeah. I mean, for new players, it's absolutely great. Absolutely. Oh, for new players, it's vital. Yeah. It's just that uh, for older players, uh, there's uh, uh, in an increasing amount of items that are ribbons, but also something cooler. Right. Yes. The latest of which being Lilizette's uh, STMR, which I finally got to fuse because the... Uh, FF11 is over, exactly. So many summons for this one. Oof. Anyway. Uh, so, the event is pretty interesting in itself, as far as the units go. So, of course, we have nothing but the three units, Yuna, Riku, and Pain. We have the same dual type of banners that seems to become the norm where you can get uh, 25k uh, with, at the end, the ability to summon for the unit you want, or a uh, 12k uh, free steps banner that eventually gives you the ability to uh, seven star unit. And there's only one or the other, right? You can't do both banners. Uh, you can do both banners if you have enough lapis. You, okay. The only real limitations is that you can only do uh, one lap of the first banner, the 25k. Okay. And I think it is 12 or 16 laps of the 11k, or uh, 12k. Also of note... That's a lot of laps. Yeah. Uh, also of note, for the 12k banner, uh, which is the most random one, you, as usual, get uh, a ticket when you do four of those steps, so a full lap and then one step, uh, where you get a seven-star guaranteed with an increased percent chance uh, to have a unit on banner. It's generally 20%. For this event, it's 30% because it's a banner shared between three units. Right. Makes so sense. So they're up in the on banner rates for that. Sensible. Yeah. Now, and, tell me about uh, the units themselves, because I hear they are quite good. Yes, so, Yuna, uh, she's the only one, I believe, that's been uh, upgraded for global. Nice. Uh, upgrades are nice, we like upgrades. Very much so. Starting with uh, her items, the TMR is 40% attack and 50% light and dark resist. The resistance okay. with some attack tacked on it is really solid. Mm -hmm. As for the STMR, it's uh, a gun with a lot of attack, 178 attack, and 50% attack increase, and some MP refresh for good measure. Sounds solid. That sounds very, very good. Uh, is it elemental? No, it's not. That sounds excellent. Indeed. Uh, a great variation for, for instance, Edel, if you don't want to have a Earth Element on her for specific fights. Yes. And it's good to have options. It is very good as, to have options. I will completely agree with that. As far as her exclusive equipment you get as part of the event, 
Gunner Yuna's Dress Plus is a 40 attack uh, clove item with 24 in defense and spirit, which also have uh, 5% MP refresh and 50% undead killer. Wow, that's not yeah. quite as TMR quality, but it's getting there. Yeah, I, they're all pretty much at that level where it's right below STMR quality for time-limited equipment that's basically free as part of the event. That's yeah, very solid if you got the units. This seems like an excellent, excellent, excellent thing for new players, this particular group. Very Absolutely. much so. Okay. Now, as far as the unit herself, her kit, uh, she's an absolute mirror of equity chaining mainly. Okay, so that's still other... ongoing, even though we yeah. are in the realm of Stardust Ray these days. Exactly. Uh, and uh, she has the ability to imbue herself with uh, the four FF10 elements, so fire, ice, lightning, and water. Thematically appropriate, I approve. Uh, she's got uh, some raw damage, some combo, a triple cast... Uh, Overall, a pretty straightforward classic kit, I'd say. With not a lot of abilities. I mean, she has like 10 of them, and 4 are the same ability with uh, different elements. Okay, so she's kind of a one-button character, which isn't necessarily a bad thing on a damage dealer. Yeah, her main variation is that uh, she has a cooldown uh, that recharges every free turn and starts uh, starting for the third turn of combat. That is uh, an increased modifier, and that does big damage. Okay. And then there's her limit break, which is uh, very good for supporting uh, uh, as a character that's mainly DPS, because it's a uh, 5-turn, 80% uh, HP auto-revive on all allies, on top of some big damage. Oh, nice. All right. Yeah, so she. I think they're keeping uh, to her as being at least, you know, a little bit of a token healer with that LB. Yeah, yeah, I'd but I mean that, that was that was true of her in FF10 too as a game as well. Like they converted her from the healer summoner to a straight up gunslinger. Right. So yeah. that's 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 in character and uh, consistent with the games I themselves. Appreciate it. Plus, you don't have to do QTEs to pull out a, a big DPS. Yes. So that's nice. That is very nice. I actually forgot that was a mechanic until you told me that. <laughs> <laughs> that quick trigger. Oh, yeah. That worked so well on Squall and so badly on her. Yeah. But yeah, her modifiers uh, mostly got uh, upgraded uh, a fair bit. Uh, and uh, she's solid. Nothing exceptional or meta-breaking, but uh, the many element gives her a uh, pretty solid adaptability. She gets mm -hmm. a couple of turns uh, to properly set up, but after that, uh, she's uh, very solid, both for her supporting abilities, which I can see being very useful as part of some trails where your healer is tied up, and yeah. uh, just uh, to smash face. Fair yeah. enough. Sounds like it. Riku now, arguably the big prize of this banner. Yeah, I heard she is an absolutely terrifying support unit. Indeed. Uh, so, to start with her uh, items as well, uh, Fairy Earrings is an accessory with 30 defense and spirit, 
resistance to poison, sleep, silence, and confuse. Okay. Not a full ribbon, but three uh, of the biggest uh, contender for annoying status ailments. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it's in the right, you know, definitely sounds like it's doing the right thing there. Yeah, and 30% lightning protection. So I certainly wouldn't chase her for her TMR, but it's nice to have, especially on a support-ish character. Mm-hmm. Her STMR is uh, HP and attack 30%. 30 more percent if you're equipped with a dagger, and increased uh, LB gauge uh, 6 per turn, which is huge. Yeah. So if you need uh, somebody to uh, cough up the LB in a very consistent manner, that's a very good one to have. Yeah. As far as her uh, item go, uh, I mentioned before that uh, there's uh, most of the annoying status elements uh, that are covered by her TMR, mm-hmm. and uh, the item covers the two big ones that remain, which are null, paralyze, and petrify. Okay. On top of that, this hat gives uh, 200 uh, max HP, 100 MP, a few defense, 28, and gets. Not a great guts because it only triggers fifty percent of the time, but uh, I mean, one better guts than nothing. Is better than no guts, exactly. Yeah, that's actually really cool. And it's not like there's a lot of guts uh, on hat slots, so no, that's I'm that's also yeah. in that uh, not quite a CMR level, but very good uh, slot. Yeah, very solid. Mm-hmm. As far as her and for a support goes, unit like her, where raw stats other than HP and MP aren't really that vital, that's actually really useful for her in particular. Exactly, like it's a very thought out item. Yeah, no, I'm, I completely agree. I like that a lot. Very cool. Yeah, and as far as the guts isn't goes, something you want to count on, but it's a nice little bonus there. Yeah, anyway. I'm more looking at the exactly. HP, MP, and the mm-hmm. fixing the issue with her TMR. Like, clearly it's meant to be used in concert sure. with her TMR. Exactly. Right. And, and then as, having uh, the guts on top is just a nice little nice little bonus. As far as her kid goes, uh, she's mostly a breaker. She does have some uh, useful damage, uh, mostly in the... Uh, well, only in the Absolute Mirror of Equity Chain family too. Which makes sense, because that's Eunice, and they're the team. Exactly. Uh, She has uh, some support, Lightning Resist and Lightning Imbue for all allies uh, on a cooldown. Some uh, LB support, some uh, MP Refresh also on a cooldown. Okay. Uh, But uh, mostly she has on demand uh, 75% uh, attack magic or different spirit breaks, which is already pretty solid. Especially since she can dual cast those, so do a full breaks to all enemies for four turns, seventy five percent. That is very 75% nice. Seventy five percent is a really good break. Yeah, yeah. And uh, in case that's somehow not enough, she has eighty percent full breaks uh, for four turn on her turn one cooldown and on her LB. Okay. How long does her uh, turn one cooldown let, uh, like? Uh, it takes uh, eight turns to recharge, but okay, it also so if you're alternating up... with LB, it's still it's still 
going to be yeah. full full uptake. Exactly. I mean, you theoretically, you only will, are going to want to use it first turn anyway. Yeah, uh, not necessarily, yeah. because on top of the stat break, there's also a full party uh, uh, revive, well, auto revive. That's on brand for her. Like that's that's kind of Riku's yep. whole thing back when she was just a four star, the best one exactly. of the best four stars yep. in the game. So exactly. So very solid as well. Yeah, uh, I like what I'm more hearing. More than solid. She's yeah. basically the best breaker in the game. Not the most intense because I believe Sigilid and uh, Edgar can do four percent higher breaks, but certainly not with that level of consistency. No. Right. No, Edgar takes a ton of setup, and I still have no idea how Lid works, because I don't think I ever pulled her when I was still playing. Same, pretty much. So, yeah, she is uh, very much the high praise uh, of this banner. Uh, go recruit. Yeah, no, that's that's cool. Way to way to come back from uh, four-star ignominy. Ig ignominy? Ig yeah. Ignominy? Ignominy? I don't know how to pronounce that word, now that I think about it. Okay, Let's go move on. <laughs> instead. So then we have Pain. Uh, Does she, she live up to her name? Uh, depends on how you think uh, who receives the pain. Uh, she's certainly not the biggest prize of this banner. Usable, but uh, not on the level of the other two. Fair enough. Does she eat bread though? What? No. Okay. Fair enough. I think that was a pun on pain sounding like pain, which is bread in French. It was an attempt. A bad Good. one. <laughs> All right. So... I'm just going to ripe this whole conversation from my brain. Let's talk about the actual character and not bad bread puns. Okay. Uh, so her item, uh, her TMR, is an accessory with. Uh, uh, some small defensive stats and immunity to blind, paralyzed, confused, and disease. Okay. And uh, also a 30% attack and some tiny, tiny heal that I wonder why they're here. As far as her STMR goes, it's a great sword with 176 attack and 40% uh, resist to fire ice lighting on water. Big resist for a weapon. Yeah. That, that is a big resist for a weapon. Like something that's great for a tank in particular. Uh, which she is not, by the way. Yeah, that seems like, hmm, cool tank weapon. Totally can't tank. All right, well, that's helpful. Exactly. Also, it's single-handed. That's good. Again, yes. for tanks. Yes. Uh-huh. Is, uh, wait, if it's single-handed, then what does Pain do? Because she only ever had the one sword. You'd think she'd be a a, 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 a double-hander. Uh, yeah, she is. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> I'm seeing cool. a whole lot of incorrect, like, choices here so far. Yeah. But keep going. Which is, which is odd, given how utterly correct the choices were for the two other characters. Yeah, everything uh -huh. else seemed so good, and then pain happened, which honestly is a pretty good explanation of FF10 yeah. too, as well. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Okay, so at least her exclusive equipment is good. Uh, it's close. It's uh, 48 attack, so same as Yuna and very, very good. But instead of having a demon killer, it has a human killer. 
and instead of having MP refresh, it has LV gauge increase. That actually is really good. I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's very yeah. solid. Now, can these can these units can, units can these items for the units be equipped by anybody or only by them specifically? Only by them specifically. You can't even get them just for the stats without the additional effects. Okay. Okay, so they're old school limited gear like the FF11 or FF14 stuff. Exactly. Now, as far as the unit goes, uh, of course, she also is uh, mainly only chaining with Absolute Mirror of Equity. Again, makes sense. Yeah. And she has uh, the ability to deal. Uh, also, the four FF10 elements uh, as uh, chaining damage. Okay. But, and I'm reviewing the unit again to be sure. Uh, yeah, that's right. She can't actually imbue those elements. So she can only use them with a low modifier attack. Or she has some bigger attacks, but that. Uh, non-elemental. So she, she does give her mm. some fl flexibility, but... Uh, Basically, she's relying on an outside imbue, is what I'm hearing. Uh, pretty much. Which makes or her... Or just an elemental weapon. Or just an elemental weapon. Fair enough. Yeah. She does have a cooldown that uh, increases uh, quite drastically her elemental attacks modifier, but uh, that means that if she dies, she can't uh, re... Uh, she can have uh, these attacks with high modifiers again. So that's just a one-time use cooldown? Uh, it's uh, once every six turns. Okay. And you imbue for five turns. Okay. Also, uh, when you're using one of her elemental attacks, you unlock two additional attacks. One is uh, Demi Sword, which increased modifier for her other imb uh, attack, which is Excalibur, which is a light elemental attack, also chaining with Absolute Mirror of Equity. Okay. But her main attack, uh, the one with the biggest modifier, is just non-elemental and unlock uh, right from the statues. So she's a bit convoluted for no um, payoff whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, she seems a little... I think her main, uh, yeah. I think uh, her main trick is that her LB gives a one hundred and fifty percent human killer, which is a great buff for Xon to steal and put on a better unit. Hmm. Mm. Wow. I mean, it's relevant for dark visions, I guess, but uh, yeah, she's. Not quite on the level of the other two. Sorry, Perry. Sounds sounds like it. Yeah. Seems like she definitely could have used a little bit more love than they gave her in FFBE. But yeah. I guess she's probably a less popular character than the other two. Correct. Like, generally speaking, so... You know, that's probably why maybe she didn't get quite as much love as she maybe should have. It looks like she's the hind of this banner, not quite on that level, and she's a main party member, but uh, not exactly the one you're happy to pull. Which, of course, means that uh, on random uh, daily pulls, uh, she's the one that I got. Mm. 
Of course. All right. No, then I believe we can move on to the next topic. Uh, Still, Castle, it's there. No change. Okay. Yay! Let's move uh, on. We know Steel Castle. Yeah. I've complained about it enough. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to uh, daily tasks, which have been modified. Apparently we okay. got some new dailies. Uh, some new dailies, some old dailies, and uh, new rewards from all of those. Okay, so uh, let's talk about the new rewards first, because I would like to yes. hear what the heck the point of this is. Okay, so uh, instead of having like a tiny gill snapper you sell for 10,000 gills or uh, 30 uh, uh, stamina refresh or that kind of rewards, now you just have a one single type of rewards, which is daily coin. Daily and coin. Can, yeah, and you can trade in those coins. So you get uh, between one and three per daily uh, to the new daily exchange shop. Where okay. you can trade them for unlimited amount of uh, metal uh, miniature family and uh, uh, gill snappers, the okay. good ones, right? Uh, and some other items in a limited amount, uh, like one uh, person uh, TMR Moogles and uh, EX tickets. Now. The old dailies gave you a little bit of uh, a little bit of lapis as well. Is there any way to do that now? Uh, yes, you okay. still have the com the fact uh, where uh, when you complete a certain amount of daily, you get the uh, fifty lapis. Except okay. now it's not five; it's seven. But you get more of those dailies per day. But you don't get the five to ten lapis that you get from the daily directly. But the daily of the weekend on the second tier, instead of giving a one percent mogul, it gives an additional fifty percent lapis. So it's an equivalent trade. An additional fifty percent, or or an additional fifty. And it, an additional fifty. Okay. The percent just slipped right through. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, a bit of a whole thing that generally live, should live uh, your lapis amount pretty similar. Okay. And as far as the daily tasks themselves are, it's uh, mostly the same. Uh, uh, send uh, gifts to favor your friends, uh, do missions in the world, but some of them have uh, two tiers of sorts, like you can get, uh, uh, say, uh, uh, spend, uh, I don't know, 40 stamina and spend 70 stamina in the same day. Okay. So on Our match has some similar stuff like that too. Yeah. Where yeah. the dailies kind of stack or, and you get a higher tier after you do some of them. Yeah. So on average, uh, it's... Uh, a complex way that ultimately kind of streamlines the system somehow. I actually uh, do appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it gives uh, more money in the end, which is a resource that can be pretty tight, especially since uh, uh, one of the announcements in the uh, XVS update video that's coming up. So money is good. Money is good. I yep. guess. All right. The in-game money, that is. 
Gil. Let's in this case. Uh, so yeah, uh, when it comes to other news, Shinryu is there. Finally. Cool. He's been delayed a lot. Why? He's big, he's mean, he's a dragon, and I don't know why it took so long. Uh, also, I... he's a dragon and you can dragoon him to death. That is nice. I did notice that he came out after the uh, dragon killer weapon showed up that we were using on Tiamat. Yeah. So that might have been a factor. Uh, possibly. So when I was thinking it's either for one or for the other, maybe it was for both. Hmm. True. Okay. But uh, aside from that, I haven't really heard any echo about it. I haven't heard that he's that much of a pain, but I haven't challenged it myself yet, so I can't really report on it. How, uh, what's the reward? What's the reward? I know there's uh, an accessory that gives uh, some defensive stats and uh, uh, 40% in free resistances. Okay, so mm. old school tank gear? Yeah. Uh, the free resistances being uh, ice, lightning, and water. There's okay. an active ability, which is useless. Okay. And there's a very good passive, which is uh, a materia, that is, which is 30% LB damage and 50% light resistance. Okay, that's pretty neat. Extra LB damage with some defense on the side never hurt. Yeah, that's yeah. that all sounds good to me. In this case. Yeah, especially since uh, we get into the point where units can get uh, both their uh, true dual wield or true double hunt and their attack capped. So having that spiller for utility on top of the LB damage to push their attack even further, uh, mm -hmm. it's good. Especially with how many CG units are coming out. And, you know, with their LBs being, you know, yeah. what they are. Oh, uh, let that me just makes tell, a lot of sense. Let me tell you, in Castle, this is great. I am not thinking anymore about what enemy I'm fighting. I just throw moons at everyone. No resources, just moons. Dunk, dunk, dunk. I mean, that's very fair. Yeah. It's great. Thank you, Shantoto. Now then... Uh, we also have uh, had the visit of a very special bundle. Right. Uh, it, yeah, it was uh, 10,000 uh, lapis. So, available for free-to-play players. As long as they stocked up a little or still had some uh, missions to clear. Yep. Gave uh, two uh, 10 plus 1... Uh, Tickets that give uh, four star or better, which was for me a great way to get 22 yellow units. <laughs> uh, two five star EX tickets. Nice. nice. And the big prize is our first appearance of the Omniprism, which, as its name implies, allows you to seven star any unit of your choice. And it's Which is amazing. Really strong. Yes. 
it's basically the equivalent of uh, some select summon tickets that you can use on any unit you want, no matter when it's out, yep. no matter if it's limited or not, and you absolutely should use it on a limited unit. But it's really good and that you really like. Yeah, the ability to 7-star a limited unit that you just, whoever you choose, and exactly. even if they're not in the seven, in the uh, select summon pool, that's really strong. Exactly. Like, for instance, uh, I can get Bahamut tier now if I want, because I have an Angrim in my uh, unit, a uh, single one. So now I can Omniprism him and STMR Muggle him and enjoy my STMR for a limited unit I pulled a year ago or so. Yeah, uh, um, is Bahamut tier still as high tier as it used to be? Uh, it's relevant, but uh, it's not good enough given the units I'm using to weren't doing that. Sorry, Angrim. The fact that the option is there, though, is absolutely incredible. Um, exactly. Oh, yeah. Like, it makes limited banners much less of a gamble. Yeah, much more, mm -hmm. much, much, much more tolerable. Yeah. I've been saying from basically the beginning this was a quality of life improvement they needed, and I'm glad it's finally here. I was happy yeah, when it came to Japan, and we got it early in a very reasonable bundle. Um, and yeah. we got, him, got it at a perfect timing as well, and if they pull out an Omniprism bundle before every limited collab event, even... Just the collab, not even the seasonal uh, events. I would be very happy. I, with the anniversary coming up, I also I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, had an Omniprism reward in there at some point. Yeah, that's fair. I can finally seven star my Lennon. Congrats. Yep. Uh, so. Now let's talk about the elephant in the room, which is the XVS update video, whose biggest announcement was indeed a collaboration. <sighs> it sounds like your soul exited your body. More like I'm trying to suppress rage and I'm trying to let that out of my body. Okay, so uh, I'll, I'll take it. So, it's the collab about Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, a great anime which never got an English dub. Uh, so, you get two battles, and Galen is dying, I'm going to pause for a moment. <laughs> Damn it, Rita! <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to go full on, this never happened. Good on you. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> like for a that. I needed that. I was not expecting that. Thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. Uh. So, the uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood collab is going to be in two parts, each with a, a banner with two units. We're starting with uh, Edward and Alphonse Elric. Uh, the details will cover that uh, when the events roll through, because we still need materials to uh, discuss in the next podcast to come. But the short of it is that uh, Edward Elric is a physical attacker. 
uh, with uh, several elements to imbue and uh, is pretty solid but uh, not meta-breaking, which is the level at which uh, every unit seems to be. And uh, so Alphonse is a physical tank with a focus on self-barriers. Okay. The next week we have uh, King Bradley, which is a global original unit with uh, lightning uh, element as uh, his focus. And uh, we have Roy Mustang, which is basically a Regina, but uh, magical and for fire. Yeah, if it was some other element, that would be just hilarious. But no, fire is just about all they could get away with. Yeah. And uh, that allows him to be basically uh, even closer a variation to the incoming uh, uh, Sakura of the Delta Star, which will be exactly that, but for lightning. So if you absolutely want a Regina-like character that's magical, you can uh, play it safe and not bet on a time-limited unit, because even with the Omniprism, they're still time-limited unit. Uh, especially given one quirk that wasn't really mentioned but was displayed in the video, Okay. Which is that they uh, they still use the exact same banner types as uh, we have lately. So the 25 lap and the 12k short laps. But on the 12k laps, uh, the cost to have a prism to 7 star unit is two laps, not a single one. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So they're, they're encouraging hard for... pulling, but because of how popular the franchise and the anime is that doesn't really surprise me yeah it uh plays the card of uh, limit time limited units uh, for collapse being uh, something extra right which it kind of is and that increase in rarity is uh i mean it stings a little but it feels uh, reasonable to me like it's not something like uh, absolutely needing uh, uh, to uh, cash up some money hardcore, especially yeah. given the omniprism we've just had. Yeah, I think that's also absolutely. quite a big factor is the presence of that omniprism. Yeah, that and the fact that the twenty-five k banner, which lets you pick any unit you want guaranteed, is unchanged. Yeah, alright, so yeah, this sounds... It, 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 yeah, I, I don't mind this so much. It, the cost may be up, but it's not, like, devastating. Yeah. That's in within reasonable parameters. Yeah. And Again, especially since that Omniprism is right there, it only costs 10, as opposed to exactly. 24. So I'm like, alright. Yeah. Yeah, like, without that, I probably wouldn't even look at this banner. With that, I might, at the very least, do the dailies. Uh, have a little bit of a drip feed, and if I get someone, great. They won't necessarily be completely useless. And, of course, uh, talking about useless characters, we have uh, four and a three-star characters. Uh, namely, Wiza Hawkeye and Winry Redwell. They exist. They exist. Yes. They're blonde. Hooray, blondes. <laughs> and until we get four and three star uh, event tra uh, trials, that's all they're going to do. Do they have anything resembling decent TMRs? Let me 
check real quick based on the JP data, which I believe is unchanged for these ones. Uh, oh yeah, they, they're unchanged from JP except King Bradley, which is a new unit, and Roy Mustang, which is some modifier buffs. Okay. Uh, let's see. So Razor has a uh, 25% MP, 40% gun mastery. And sure. Winry has a completely useless accessory. 18 attack, 20 defense. That is completely pointless. Exactly. Yeah, pretty much. Fun. Yeah. So the collab will be there. We'll talk more about it and the units and the event in detail when we get to that. Fair enough. But Moving hey, it's a thing that exists. Exactly. Uh, so there were other things that were mentioned in the update video, mostly through an actually detailed roadmap for the two coming months. That's okay. Okay. We like communication. Yeah. That's uh, pretty surprising and not the only mark of good communication. Uh, so we're going to have uh, new trails coming. We like uh, those. We're going to have dark visions coming next month. No one has uh, no one has yet to explain to me exactly what the heck that actually is. Uh, well, it's apparently some kind of a grind, but also a raw power-focused event where you can get STMRT weaponry. Yeah. Uh, I believe it's also, like, something of a whale thing. Not entirely, though. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we also have some special campaigns coming up right during the FMA uh, event, namely uh, the Chamber of the uh, Big uh, Nice Rewards, whose name I forgot, uh, and most relevantly, the return of the Amazing Enhancement. So, time to fuse characters again, just in case okay. you stuck one low. But why would you use those captures for, you ask? Well, it turns out they also confirmed in the Q&A corner that uh, expert missions are actually coming. And they're coming. Didn't they, like, hey, not do those and replace those like with something else? Only, like, a year else? and a half late. Exactly. Yeah, no, they still warm it up, and they will be. Uh, they clarified... Uh, we plan to uh, have them up unless there's some big developments. I much prefer that kind of a situation where they have plans, but it can change to their usual complete silence. Yes. So, yeah. Overall, yeah, only like a year and a half late. Yeah. I wonder if they'll uh, be updating the values. Probably. For uh, any of the rewards. Indeed. Uh, but uh, at least it's good to know that uh, having spent uh, 3 million additional guilds uh, for every time I uh, grabbed an STMR is going to finally pay off. There you go. Uh, now then, uh, the fact is that uh, it's not the only Final Fantasy Braviews related game we're going to talk about very soon. Yeah, uh, turns out War of the Visions exists. Uh, it's going to exist. Actually, no. We, I think it exists it as exists. of recording today. Uh, yeah, you can download the app, but you, you can't can download play it. It'll it be yet. available to play tomorrow. Okay. Well, yep. other than it exists, we don't really have a whole lot of data on it. Uh, I'm just going to come out 
ahead of this in advance because of my relationship with the Final Fantasy franchise and how monetized Gumi's games do tend to be, I am not going to be playing this one. I believe it would be unsafe for my mental health to play, so I'm not going to be in a first-hand position to do much about it. Hopefully one yeah. of the others here yeah. will be playing it and we'll be able to talk about it. I will play it at the very least at the start. Uh, I am reasonably hyped for it. It has uh, the Shadowbringers Ishtola, which is enough to draw me in. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, I've played a little of Alchemist Code, and the main reason I quit wasn't because of the gameplay. It was because the scenario was both cliche and stupid. Gumi story, has had problems. Story is important in these games. It is, and yeah. Gumi has kind of had problems with that. They do a lot of cliched stuff. They have great moments, but generally speaking, they never knocked it out of the park. Yeah. And this one just didn't have enough of a first impression, but left enough of good memories. And uh, yeah, it just didn't draw me in enough. But I have hopes for all the visions. If only to finally learn what's the damn deal about Veritas of the Frost. Yeah, uh, apparently he's in that game. Yeah. And is some weird version of Gilgamesh. And is one of the best units you can at the start yeah cool and interestingly it uh, eventually reaches uh, ffbe uh, at least it did in jp uh, the main ffbe that is uh, we just going to refer to world of visions our world of vision not ffbe world of divisions yeah we're it's yeah. easier to stick with that yeah, so it's going to uh, join uh, ffbe eventually but not right at launch because I doubt they're going to do two crossover in a row. That would be complete madness. Cough, Valkyrie and Atomia, cough. <laughs> we'll come back to that later. I don't know. In the video, they said collaborations. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, how does summoning work in that game? Because I've seen pictures of, like, weapon tickets, but do you pull for weapons or characters? Uh, you pull for you pull for two things. Uh, I think in the one and same gacha, which is characters and the cards, which provide individual buffs and party wide buffs. And the summons they come from the vision cards. No, oh, okay. All right, cool. So it's split between those uh, cards and the uh, units. I think that's kind of how it works with. Um, uh wait what's the name of the game again very nice sprite work Last claudia got it uh, but uh, if we're going to talk about other games we might as well talk about some that are relevant these days say seven deadly sins how about that so we brought on geister in no small part for specifically this topic because i don't think any of us plays it so tell us what's going on with that game please so seven deadly sins as the name easily tells is the gacha version of the seven deadly sins anime series yep and it's actually actually really that it has the exact same story if you have never watched the anime you can just play the game, you get the same story plus side quest content. Oh, interesting. So it's okay. repressed that this this way. That's And it has um, arguably better animation quality than the show. 
funny, but yeah, there are some moments of the story where you where there's little feeling of oh, I think something is missing here because <laughs> something that happened in the show was not transitioned that well. I feel, but okay. I also didn't watch the show until after I played the game, so. Well, That's... immediately, the thing I'm thinking about, and for once, I'm going to make a Savage Warriors reference, because that reminds me exactly of Arsenal Warriors, <laughs> which did the same thing from the better animation quality to the occasionally awkward transition yeah. between the gameplay part and literally the anime. The good things about Seven Deadly Sins is that it is... A very very free to play friendly game. That's because, always nice. Uh, while you play the story, most of the units you need for what is to come you get through the story, and they actually don't suck. Oh, In okay. Many cases are really good. Um, you get a ton of resources at the start to summon to do other things. You get uh, from the login rewards every week. You get uh, at least one, what would be the equivalent to a five-star ticket per week. Wow! Wow! You get from PvP and other things enough gems to do at least one, if you're really successful, two, eleven pulls a week. So okay. you can pull often. You get good stuff depending on the gacha gods and um, every time you summon you get a unit there's nothing else you summon in the main summon but units they are separated into rare um, super rare and super super rare the usual thing nowadays okay. um, mm -hmm. rare does not mean the unit is useless there are oh. some rare units which you really need and the other way out, you can get rather useless SSRs, but uh, there's at least some part where you can use them usually. Uh, if you get the dupe of a unit, you get a unit coin. The unit coin can either be used to uh, level up the ultimate ability of the character, or to spend in the coin shop. I see, so it works as both a pity function to get the units you want, or as a way to focus on a single unit. Yes. Um, you get the, the silver gacha coins for the rare units, the golden gacha coins for the SR units, and the platinum gacha coins for the SSR units. And yes. eventually you can buy in the coin shop the SSR you want they, from a certain pool, they are on a rotation. Okay. So um, you can either buy the one you want or you wait until it is on rotation to save a few coins because they are then on a discount, which you should do because those coins saved can add up. There is sure. also an equipment gacha in the game for uh, in-game currency for money. For gold. Oh, okay. okay. But oh, you don't really need it unless you're going hard for a certain certain thing because you can just farm the equipment very very easily. Okay. And uh, the game has a stamina system to uh, run your uh, areas, 
and you can buy stamina pots either from the uh, silver coins you get for units and as i said you summon often you have tons of those coins and uh, it's not very easy to run out of stamina until you unless you really play all day you get uh, stamina also from from friendship coins every time you use a friendship unit or a french or your unit is used as by a friend you get friendship coins and they really really add up uh, i you i use mine two times a day because the storage is full of them i am liking literally everything i'm hearing so far yeah yep. this yeah. sounds pretty um, good the battle system is turn-based you have um a, a team of three units with a fourth unit that can confer its passive bonus and comes in if one of your units dies. And each unit gets also an association unit, what they call it. It's a subunit that gives bonuses. There are, you can put any unit as an association unit, but uh, certain units give bigger bonuses or even an upgraded ultimate skill, a limit break skill depending on if the character have relations in the story. There's a symbol where you can see, oh, this unit is really good if you, if I use it for this unit. I see. Basically, uh, S-rank supports in Fireable. Yeah, yeah. And okay. if, you, if you have uh, a unit that upgrades the ultimate skill, you get also an upgraded animation for the skill, because every ultimate skill has, an, has, has, has a little cutscene when it takes place. Sick. Um, the system itself, as I said, is turn-based, but it's also a little card game because every unit has three skills: the, the skill one, skill two, and the ultimate. Yeah, um, the 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 skills of the units are represented by little cards. Okay. For the S1, S2, and ultimate skill, the S1 uh, and S2 skill, if you use them, you generate points for your ultimate to come up and if you have five points over your unit you get the ultimate card this sounds um, an awful lot like freight grand order mm, i never played that but, but i heard it's different if you put if you have uh, two of the same ability cards next to each other they form a higher version and until you get uh, the gold version with that has more effects and does more damage. Okay. And uh, fusing these cards also gets you additional ultimate gorge, so that that comes up faster. There are different ways to manipulate these cards, especially for some future units that will be released hopefully soon that can buff up the cards in your hand or lower the cards in the enemy's hand. All right. So it's, it's really tactical on that part too. Um... If you play against uh, the uh, PvE, you don't have a timer. You can literally have the cards on your screen all day. If you are in PvP, there's a short timer of, I think, 15 seconds to make your choice, so the other doesn't wait. Makes sense. I see. So PvP um, is live and not uh, like a single. There is PvP. It is live. Interesting. In uh, Asterix, because... Um, in the lower PvP, you most often fight against bots. Huh. In the higher ranks, you will have players. And you know when you fight against the player, not only from the name, but uh, you see them actually shuffling their cards and doing stuff. And bots just act instantly. Um, PvP is separated into two versions. 
Okay. Gearless PvP, where you only fight with your units and how you upgraded them, no gear they have, which is really fun. And then geared PvP, which is for the whales, because you get ruffle stomped. <laughs> and do you get rewards from your the highest from one of those leagues, or is it both leagues? Okay. In the gearless PvP, you get the actual summoning currency. From the geared PvP, it's a currency for PvP items and stuff, and upgrade items. So um, what you need to do if you want to summon and collect your units, you just need to do the gearless PvP. It's You don't really need to do the other PvP. You can just yeah. go, go in there, get uh, beaten up once per week, and get a bit, little bit of reward if you want. Sounds fair. Um, now, <laughs> when the game came out, it was really, 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 really hyped for this is the most free-to-play, free-to-play friendly game on the market. Okay. I sense a but. Yeah. There is a but. It is still true to an extent, but they deviated from the Japanese model. Uh-oh. So oh, what, I said, what I said before, the coin shop is the big thing here. Right. So... And the important aspect here are the platinum coins, the coins for the SSR units. Because there are certain units in the game, some that are already there, some that will come, hopefully. I say hopefully, because now that is in the balance. Which are the best units in the game? The coin shop units, in Japanese, they were exclusive to the coin shop. You could not summon them from the gacha. They came into the coin shop and you bought them from your dupes. And they are, to date, the best units in the game. Okay. Because they do things that no other units do, or they do things that are so good that in any content, PvE, PvP, whatever, it's the best option. Okay. And, so, but that's uh, you. What the first coin-shop unit that was released in Japan was uh, a version of Ben, one of the seven Deadly Sin characters. Okay. Which is a really, really, really OP PvP unit because um, he steals the opponent's attack and defense stats and adds them to himself to just, if he is not controlled, kill. Um, the first thing that happened in Global is that there was a banner for him, which did not happen in Japan. Ah. So you could okay. summon him with your with your gems. Okay, which... but so far that sounds like a great additional option. For the so far it sounds game. like a great additional option, yes. And um, the banner was there, and on the banner they said, well, once this is over, he will go into the normal rotation for summoning, like any other banner before that. Now, this morning, they changed that. They said that was a translation mistake, and he will not go in the normal rotation, he will not go into the coin shop, and he may or may not appear in the future. Oh, boy. Ah. Whoa. There were many, 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 many people that did not summon on the banner because they had enough platinum coins. They said, I will buy him on Wednesday when he goes in the coin shop and so now he's not going to the coin shop. So they essentially turned a top tier freely available unit as 
as long as you threw enough duplicates at him, and they turned that into a time-limited unit. Yes, and without really a warning, because for the last six days, the banner stated he would go into the normal gacha, not the coin shop, there was nothing said about coin shop with already worried people, but they said he will go in the normal rotation, you can summon him anytime by random chance, and then they removed that and said, oh, it was a translation error. That in is... what language That does sounds like a bait and switch. Yeah. <sighs> that doesn't sound like a mistranslation. That sounds like they had a plan going into it, and then some executive changed it. Yeah, probably. And, uh... Ooh, not happy. It smells like global players spend more, so let them spend more. Yeah. Because they also have things they that they didn't have in Japan. They have, for every release, they have uh, packs where you can um, instantly max the unit oh. with, with items. It's just a, just a time saver because you can farm, farm all of that, but they're there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, now the coin shop is missing a unit that many people thought it was essential for their play and they did not summon for it because they had enough dupes. So they effectively spend all those summons for the dupe coins for nothing, because they can now not buy what they want to buy. Well, that and is... if that is true for the future units as well, as well, the best free to play might be not true. Yes, indeed. Because oh. before you could you could keep up with most of the power that comes from the units by just getting it from the coin shop. Eventually, because you could just do your 11 summon every week, your SSR every week, get the coins, buy, eventually buy the unit, power it up. Now that is in the stars. Yeah, and that just uh, puts a drill party not only for the unit itself, but uh, for every banner that's to come, basically that puts the shadow of uh, global regional terrible changes like a Democles sword hanging overhead. Yeah, that is... Yeah. So now you, yeah. you don't know, need, do I need to summon each time one of these banners comes? Because and they're not even... Not like they're not even... The normal rotation. Or can yeah. I just play at my own pace? And they're not even being very clear on it because originally they even said hey you know this person is going to be going into at least a normal rotation and you can summon them at any time and now they're changing that to have it be a limited unit and they don't even seem to be going into that shop so it's like they're like the the info on whether or not that unit was going to be available changed like last second yeah, it's 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 a big dampener on an already a little bit damaged mood because um, they also had a reward for seven hundred seven million seven hundred thousand seventy seven downloads or something last week, and the reward global got was not as good as the Japan reward. So people were already a little bit miffed, but not hard miffed. But this today, yeah, was yeah, different. Okay. That's the kind of things a community should start screaming about. Mm -hmm. And we're happy to provide you with uh, the place to do so, because that is a very legitimate complaint. Yeah. Um, I would yeah. the game is still very free to play from the systems they have, 
but that was it some... smells like the company is is probing what they can do to the market to make more money. Yeah, definitely sounds that way. Yeah. Yeah. So You're like, uh, what yeah. what licenses can we take to you know squeeze a little bit more moolah? And Seven Deadly Sins is a big anime name, so it drew in many people globally. The game made quite a buck on the Play Store charts. Yeah. So yeah, right now it's a big question mark. Yeah. With good reason. Yeah, that is that is a bit frightening. I'm not ever really all that thrilled when something like that comes about when a big change like that occurs. Yeah. <sighs> it sounds like it's still free to play friendly, but now there's put question marks on it's all, it's how already... free to play friendly it is going to be compared to the original version. It's already a a divide now in PvP because there are people who did not get this new ban. I had the luck to get him really fast with just some free to play summons. I know of other people who spent like $600 did not get him. Oof. So not having this character in a PvP team is a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's messy, but ah. Hopefully like they will change their mind, but knowing companies not necessarily maybe all that likely. I mean Yeah, who knows? If people if people talk about it enough and like that's one thing that the FFBE community has been pretty good about. They have, you know, they've like made changes happen by speaking up, right? Yeah. Just with uh Reddit or other forums. From browsing, no. from browsing Reddit today, I, I have flashbacks to uh, FFB from yeah. a year ago because mm -hmm. there's th those people who, who take out the pitchforks and there are those who say, oh, you can't compare JP to global and oh. all, the, all the usual things. That yeah. is the worst flashback. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I don't personally have a point of comparison. I'm looking at the other games by the publisher, and I've heard of some of those. Marvel Future Fight, uh, King of Fighter All-Star, and Magic Mana Strike in particular. Oh, and Lineage 2 Evolution, because this was, the ad was spammed everywhere the, every time I launched Nox. Uh, but I haven't really played hard or heard a lot about uh, people that were in those games, so... I don't know if it's definitely something we'll want to keep an eye on and so. see if they change the way that they're doing things in the future or if it still continues to be this less free to play friendly version. My personal judgment is very good free to play game, but be careful about spending right now because if they are rewarded for what they just did, it might get worse. Exactly. That's a very solid point. Yeah. I we don't want to encourage this. Please but, I mean, gotcha responsibly. Please gotcha responsibly. And it's and easy to, to spend 
much, much money in that game because there is a ton of packs and you don't need most of them. Mm. With that, do we want to move on to Arknights? Sure. Well, let's get medical. Kind of. Uh, all right, so the big news is we have a new event coming tomorrow, I think, if my Correct. event email would actually open. There it is. Uh, as time of recording, of course. As of time of recording. Correct. It's March 25th. Right. Uh, March 25th, uh, 1000 hours UTC minus 7, so roughly Pacific time. Yes. Um, and we have a free operator called Flamebringer. He's a five-star guard, and I have no idea what this guy does. <laughs> he is pretty good. I, I mean, Grani was pretty good, and she was the last free unit we got, so I'm pretty happy with that. And then we have Magellan. Not Magellan. Magellan, because there's nothing but A's in this name. Um, and she looks like she's... Uh, another Rhineland's drone supporter, a la uh, Mayor, but more powerful. And um, she's a penguin. And apparently she's a penguin girl. Yeah, this this game is very strange with the whole animal people thing. That has taken some getting used to. But, uh... This update has, has many, many interesting units. We have uh, Majalan with her Jones that can fulfill multiple roles. Yep. We have uh, Firebringer, which is a really strong, if odd, um, melee unit. And we have Executor, which is a shotgun sniper, which has really limited range, but does his damage AOE and very fast, I think he kills a lot. I like the combination of shotgun sniper, personally. <laughs> yeah, sniper is the class in this game. Sniper of is. Uh, it's funny because my best sniper, technically, is not even a sniper. <laughs> if I need to hit something on the other side of the planet, generally speaking, I'm going to put Ifrit out and she's a caster. So, the name Sniper isn't necessarily indicative of the actual job description, because I have several Snipers who have fairly short range, but do other things, and a caster who has what I can base describe as a Sniper flamethrower. Yeah, so basically, uh, sub-Snipers are Snipers the same way uh, Fate Skill Gamesh is an Archer. Correct. <laughs> Good comparison. Good comparison. We appreciate that here. Um, yeah, uh, this event is going to be operating a little differently than the first one. The first one had event currency you farmed, and then you had an event shop. This one just has milestone rewards. So watch out for that. Also, it looks... Just the event has a name. Yes, the event... Operational Intelligence. Operational Intelligence. Thank you. Thank you. It... I mean... Hey, new events are cool. This is our first new event in a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, it sounds been... like it's an event every two weeks at this point, which is real two... slow. Two months more like. We haven't had Grani's event. That was about two months ago. I'm out of coffee. <laughs> 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 
So this event is a little different. Uh, Granny's event, which was a couple months ago, was uh, a currency farm event where you had a where you had a shop. This one does have event tokens. Um, you get them on a one to one uh, sanity to coin ratio. So it literally doesn't matter which stage you play. Uh, and then huh. once you reach sixteen hundred, you have gotten all of the milestone rewards. So. This one you only play through until you finished. You don't have a shop you need to clear out like Granny's event. So basically, you could have just stay on the very first easy stage and spammed it for much longer. Theoretically, yes. Uh -huh. That okay. would take forever, but yes. Well, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna be using the same amount of stamina or sanity either way, so it'll it'll take more real time. Um, yeah, yeah. but like you're gonna you're gonna be using the same amount of uh, of your energy in game either way. Interesting. Yeah. Um, the rewards aren't as generous, largely because that shop was ridiculous. Uh, yes. in Ronnie's event. Uh, there's still some solid stuff on here, but generally speaking, you're not going to get nearly as much. And I think they actually communicated about how that shop was a one-time thing. They yes, that? they did. That is correct. Which makes the downgrade not a surprise. And yep. we don't like surprises, especially the bad ones. So, yay. Yeah. Um, Art Knights continuing uh, to do event... things right. Mm -hmm. This event does uh, go for two weeks instead of the... Or was it one week on Granny's? No, I guess it was two weeks. So. No, it was two weeks. Because we had the second yeah. week that gave us the... Um... Yeah. The challenge stages. Yep. But yeah, so it goes for two weeks. Uh, so, you know, people shouldn't have any issue as far as getting all of the rewards on it. As long as you stay on top of, you know, completing stuff and using your sanity. Well, if you don't refresh and... Or spend your potions, you will need the whole two weeks. Yeah, so you're gonna wanna You're gonna wanna do things with that when you can. Yep. Um But pretty much you're gonna be using your, your sanity every day, hopefully anyway. Um so and they often do give like some some potions, whether for the weekly rewards or um uh, for other things, so you know, yeah, they, compensation apparently. They're usually generous with potions and sanity in events, so I kind of hope and expect that we get daily sanity again. That would be nice. I'm hoping that as well. That would be nice. Uh, they have yet to announce that. Doing this game. Yes. Yeah. The, yeah, they have yet to announce it, but then again, it's not as. It's not as rough as it was um, for Granny's event. Granny's event, you really needed it to clear out the shop. Yeah. Yeah, and in a way, a smaller shop, sure, it means less rewards, but also less farm, so... Yep. That's kind of nice in this way. Unless you're crazy and clear the Granny shop in, I think, four days like me. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, but you're, you're, you're special. 
You're 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 special when it comes Very to this fair. game. How many E2s do you have? I think 21. No, why? Yeah, I'm working Good hard, Lord. and I'm working on my eighth. And you're just like I have six, but I've only been doing six stars. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, just another level. Uh, by the way, I was curious uh, on that level. If it's not too indiscreet, if you don't want to answer, that's entirely fine. But uh, we've known about uh, the way Galen spends all, uh, a little on this game, and that's it. $11! Uh, your... Yeah, on your end, uh, are you more on the free-to-play side or not? I, generally speaking, for gacha games, I would say I'm a dolphin. Okay. And I have a monthly budget, which I spend for any of my gacha games. Okay. And uh, in the month where Arknights released, it was only spent on Arknights. And I have used I, I have used up the original Prime I got from that now. I see. All right. Interesting. So, Thank you. I would say... I don't know the, the conversion rate, but I would say about $250. Okay. Maybe. Good okay. to know. Good to know. Um, because I wanted all the uh, costumes, skins. Ah, I see. So that's where a lot of the money went. Yeah. Yeah. Skins are expensive. Yeah, that's yes, what it sounded like. Honestly, I'm kind of fine if the skin is the money-making part of the game. I'm yeah. very much in agreement yeah. on that score. Especially when it seems like the skins will probably be really re-released later for cheaper. Yeah, I've heard that so as well. People so then people who uh, don't spend as much on the game can still potentially pick up those skins. Interesting. But yeah, do the event, get your rewards, get, get your, your free, uh, free five-star unit. Firebringer. No relation with Fire Eater, I assume? No, but again, Fire Eater is a nickname. Firebringer is this guy's actual name. And I yep. was just pointing at this nickname. Yeah. <laughs> because I, actually... I still can't deal with it. Well, her name is F Eater, and I'm like, Iron Eater sounds capital weird F, and silly e. and a bad pun. <laughs> it kind of sounds like the way you'd shorten uh, an ability's name if you only had uh, a limited number of characters because you having a game on the Nintendo entertainment yeah. system. Character limits. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they also had uh, they did have a um, a server hiccup today. Yes. And yeah. they did release a very quick compensation. Uh, they gave and... 500 a random and 50 sanity. Yeah, the Arundum uh, is the wasn't even down for lesser that long. currency, and I put that in deep quotation marks. Um, I think it was for for the for the comparatively little hiccup they had. I think the game yeah. was unreachable for some persons, 
some people, including me, for two hours about. Yeah. And 500 or random is what you get from the weekly quest. So it's pretty generous. Very strong. Yeah. Uh, a temple costs 6,000, though very rarely are temples things that you should actually be doing. Um, the game really encourages one at a time. And they also gave uh, 50 sanity, which is five hours worth. Yeah. So. So, yeah, so far, like, again, like, all right, we screwed up here. Have compensation. A lot of it. Okay, cool. Conversation over. Nice playing. Thanks. Basically. Bye. Yeah. Yet another check on the whole Arknights is doing things right list. Exactly. Precisely. No I, complaints I here. Really love this game. I say that every week, and every week it's true. I really love this game. I hope it stays that way for as long as possible, because no gacha is eternal, but no. may this one's golden age last as long as possible. I would love that. I would love that. Yep. And with that, do we want to move on to Valkyrie Anatomia, where things are possibly less than the Golden Age? I mean, want is a big word, but I think we're going to. <laughs> yeah, I think we kind of have to. Very fair. So, Rana, what can we rage about today? Let me tell you about Project Tokyo Doll, as part of the Doll Song event. Sure. It's a game that doesn't have a global version, and whose only presence I found in the West was a new Twitter account that ceased activity in October 2017. So, of course, given the prestige of the game that uh, the collaboration is part of, we have the full gamut. We have the change in the main menu background, in the main menu music, the actual story event with additional sprites on top of the full unit release, uh, the special weapons with special skin, alternate costumes from multiple characters, and so on. And yes, I'm a bit jealous, because that's right after the new Automata event, which was a complete worse job. Yeah, it sounds that way. And I mean, I don't claim to know how collabs are chosen, or what are the costs involved. Uh, I know that Project Tokyo Dolls was a Square Enix property, or uh, is. I can already imagine the reunion where people looked at the existing colors that were in the game in JP. There's Berserk, there's Bayonetta, there's Magic Knight Rayhard, Slayers, two even for Slayers, one of which has a reactualized unit. There's the Attack on Titan, Tales of Zillia, the Seven Deadly Seas. Oh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Did you just say Tales of Zillia? Yes, I did. Milga is in the game in JP. Great. I and they have the Seven Deadly Sins collab. You know, I think that's very current given the release of the game. But now, nah, look, let's be serious here. That big Project Tokyo Dolls money is where, is where it's at. So let's rush the new Automata collab if we have to. Who cares about new Automata anyway? It's like... like Anyone has figures, or anyone likes this game, or if it's any popular. Yeah, it's not like anyone about... has figures or anything. Like, wh that it... would just be silly. Exactly. Invisible way of showing my two machine life forms. It's all about those idols fighting monsters. Apparently. It doesn't help also that I really dislike idols in general. I'm actually very much with you there. I find the whole business to be very, um... 
slimy. Very, yeah, it's not great. Yeah. But let's focus on the event itself for now. So, standard event with a vault, you unlock chests to get your rewards. Uh, nothing we haven't seen before. Uh, we have bonus uh, currency uh, to buy uh, either the items or the keys to unlock those chests from uh, Yuki, which is the unit you get from the gacha, and also randomly from Scola Mistina, which was part of the uh, Workout Keeper collab. Sure. Fine. You also have uh, nine costumes, which are the idol outfits for Lenef and Melfina, which you get for free, as well as others, uh, the seven others you get from PT tickets. Uh, meaning that you have to pull if you want to dress up Lucia, Silmeria, Shiho, Ingrid, Gloria, Alice, or Rist. Okay. So, not great on that front, too, because, uh, well, I don't really like the idea of uh, having the costumes lag behind this kind of paywall, but uh, at least it's not like that time where Lenef was behind the, the paywall while the other non-free Valkyries were the free ones. Anyway, as part of the event plot itself, uh, I'll give you the short version. Uh, sure. They arrive in this world, uh, the summonable characters, as well as two others, which has weak and verse can't fight right now for mysterious and unexplained reasons. And uh, March stumble upon them, and then they start talking about idle things, and moe, and banana-based comedy routines. Uh, it ends in Valhalla, and then they two of the inheritors basically kidnap the kids because they want to learn more about how wonderful idols are and how they heal every heart and whatever. Honestly, the only part that made me smile in the event is how Lenef completely no-sells everything about it. Thank God someone here is having some sense. That. Yes. At least they didn't taint Lenef and to be fair... March sounds like the kind of girl that would get excited over this kind of things. Fair. And also their main motivation to return to their original world is that in Valhalla there aren't any video games. So, yay? <sighs> yay. Anyway. It's relatable. Yeah, and as far as the unit goes, so it's Yuki, she's an archer, or more accurately a mage that uses guns that count as bow because all of her attacks are magical. Okay. Dark Elemental, her skills are damage, crits, more damage. Thank you very much. So, and as far as the power level goes, basically they having a, a stable threshold ever since... Uh, uh, Awakened Lenef was released, and she's in that area as well as the next unit I'm going to talk about as okay. part of the other events. Uh, and uh, yeah, it seems like uh, overall the game works in thresholds rather than in really incremental power increases. So, moving on quickly, uh, we have the end of the journey. 
which is part of the Covenant of the Plume storyline. Okay. This sounds much more reasonable already. Exactly. And uh, last we left, uh, we had Wilfred that decided maybe Ailey hadn't his best interest at heart after all. I'm shocked. But for once he could try and do the right thing and follow Lenef, walk for a bit and judge for himself if, she, if she's that horrible, heartless, murderous divinity he believed her to be. So, they're doing some work together, they're killing some prisons, and then they feel a familiar presence. That presence is none other than Freya. And okay. she's coming to basically st- uh, tell uh, uh, I'm taking him with me, he's going to be judged for his sins. Which she has authority to do, because she's not the Freya from a random world, she's the Freya from Covenant of the Plumes world. But okay. of course, this Lenef, which is Valkyrie Anatomia's Lenef, uh, mentions that she'd much rather continue her current work, do the judging here, decide that he's changed as of late, which is true, and yeah, overall, it, the plot is trans-dimensional Nordic goddess jurisdiction disputes. I'm kind of okay with it. Okay, alright, you know what? Cool. Yeah. I'm up for Law and Order Valhalla. Uh, but of course, things get complicated when Aelith decides to join the party. And to come with reinforcements. We haven't seen the reinforcements yet, but the implication seems to be that we're going to have a part two of this event where we're going to have Hell directly involved. Ooh, all right. Now, if I'm not mistaken, she was... You could actually fight a version of Hell in Covenant, right? On one of the routes? Yeah, I think it was only in one of the endings. Yeah, I think it was in the one where basically this is what happens, where Wilfred walks away from his revenge plot and things go weird. Meaning that it makes sense even on a meta level. Yeah. I like it. I'm I'm for it. I am for it. So, as far as the units go, we have Goddess of Victory Freya as the summonable unit, which is a light elemental swordsman. Because she's summoning sword again, Gilgamesh style. I guess that's the second time he comes up now. <sighs> Fate, Gilgamesh. Yeah, I, I, uh, I got that. Yeah, uh, lots of attacks, uh, increased status element resistance, which is always nice, and uh, a pretty long uh, attack string, and uh, very shiny purify attack, and nothing too out of the extraordinary for her. But yeah, that's uh, that's it for Valkyrie Anatomia. A couple of events properly spaced. Thank you very much. Because that's uh, end of the journey event only started today as time of recording. Yeah, uh, end of the journey, and there's going to be a part two. End of nothing. Yes. It's not ending. Nothing is ending. Yeah. It's the beginning of the end. Possibly. It'd be interesting if they did actually end one of the event stories and actually just put a fork in it and move on. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's kind of what I did with Lizard, actually. Actually, you're right, that's true. Yeah. 
but there's another thing that's ended quite recently, and that's the doubt about the uneasy situation of where the hell was Sino uh, Alice going. So yes. let's move on to West. So last last year, it's been a long time. Last year, at the last second, uh, they stopped the release of Sino Alice Global. Largely, to say the last second, but the of course that's an exaggeration. But that was literally two days before the planned launch. So yeah, it was right. At, that's an appropriate image. Yeah, it was right there. Um, and they actually, uh, yeah, they've said something yeah. about the localization not being up to their standards. Yeah, um, and we have since actually gained some new information on that. However, rumored, I, I don't want to say rumored, uh, basically someone claiming to be from uh, the Sino Alice localization team said, yes, it was localization, but it wasn't the reason you think. It wasn't story quality. It was literally the fact that everything was a garbled mess and we didn't know what correlated to what because the information Japan gave us was just bad. It was just piles of piles of spreadsheets with no real thing. Having worked in Hollywood and having worked on a couple of games, I can say that this is very believable. Programmers aren't as organized as you might think. Yeah, sounds like it. Uh, that uh, I mean, it was a bit of a mystery, so having this bit of insight uh, certainly helps. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that was a very strange thing, especially given how sudden it was. Yeah, and how a complete radio silence we had after the fact. Right. Well, there's finally, finally been an update to this. And that is, a couple of days ago, as of recording, uh, they finally made an announcement that Nexon was no longer publishing the game, uh, that they will be releasing globally through their development company, the same people who handle it through Japan as well. Um, huh. And most importantly... July 1st, we have a new release date. It's, it's official. In a, it was in a hundred days as time of announcement. Yep. Um, so, yeah. wow, this is a game that's actually going to possibly exist again. Uh, on top of that... Unlike we... Final Fantasy VII Remake, which will never exist, oh, exactly. of course. Which will never exist, thank you. same joke. Oh my god, I appreciate <laughs> I you mean, guys so much today. It was right there. It was right there. <laughs> it was, was right there. Um... So, this is actually really exciting. That it seems like it's it seems like it might actually be happening this time. Yeah, and honestly, it leaves out the biggest doubt factor I had in my mind because Nexon has done monetization things in the past. Yeah, I'm mostly familiar oh. with Nexon, as I said last time we talked about Sino Alice, uh, from their MMO side of things. Yeah, same. Uh, from Maple Story uh, was the first, I believe, Nexon game I played. I believe mine was was Shia Nexon, or was it something else? They had a bigger game that I played of theirs for a while. And to be fair, they have a lot of games. They do. I I, I was on an MMO kick for a couple years where I was playing like all sorts of things from Perfect World, from nexon from there was a third like group of free mbos that i would play so i'm i'm pretty familiar with their whole thing um yeah and 
this led to I was I was I will admit I was somewhat concerned knowing the quality that Nexon tended to bring to things and generally feeling that they were unfamiliar with um mobile games in general. That said, they seem to have bowed out of this one, and we talked about that major reorganization, and I would bet that had something to do with it. Yeah, I mean, uh, changing publishers is one way to majorly reorganize things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think this also shows that, you know, the people behind the game are really on top of making sure they want to have the right quality and everything, and making sure that it's a good quality game that they're releasing i mean this yeah. is taro yoko we're talking about he doesn't release garbage but it's it's good to note that yes in this case yeah he could have done it as, a, as well yeah he could have done it as a bit of an afterthought but that doesn't seem to be the case in fact it's uh from what i've gleaned that this whole uh, the theme in general seems to be very much a bit of a passion project. Yeah. Uh, well, but still going to make big money. Um, probably yes. more than any other game he's worked on, well, including Nier, but... Uh, the, the fun thing about that is um, this whole thing about dark version of fairy tales rebelling against their creators, that was the original, original, original concept for the first Nier. And that yeah. got abandoned. And now exactly. he's kind of going back to it. So clearly this is a storyline that he's actually been, like, serious about for a very long time. Yeah, um, so it's nice to see that the seriousness uh, transfers through uh, and shows uh, even possibly a tighter link between the JP and global version. Yeah. Actual communication, actual consideration. That would be nice. Um, he did say, and you gotta take this with a grain of salt, because this is Tarioka we're talking about, and we can't, like, he trolls everybody, but he did say one of the things he wanted to do was actually rewrite the story for Global so Japan couldn't spoil us. Oh, so we could have a new Gestalt, new Replicant kind of situation. Could be. I'm, I'm shrugging hard on this, I don't know how accurate that is, I know he said it, but that doesn't mean it should be taken as truth, because he says things just to mess with people a lot. Yeah, but honestly, uh, if there's like even just a, a reskinned unit that has a, a different kind of look that more corresponds to the twisted fairy tale interpretation of a Western version of this or that story, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm. But of course, at this point, that's just uh, speculation, guesses, and wild dreams. Yeah, I'm. I have to admit, I'm a lot more excited for this than I really expected that I would be. Yeah, like, honestly, uh, I was kind of curious about the game, but not really actively looking forward to it. Uh, like, I, it would have definitely been a wait-and-see situation if it came out the way it was supposed to, came, to come yeah. out. Now I may be one of the early adopters as well. Looking I'm forward to seeing you about see. it, just with, uh, you know, all the stuff that's gone on behind it. Yeah. We shall see. Um, 
wouldn't hate and having... now all of that is clearly not a secret plot from viral marketing. Let's be realistic for a while. Thank you very much. Uh, that said, if Square wanted to pay us to gush about it, I don't think any of us would really have a problem with that. Hi, Square, please pay us to gush about stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. Hard agree. We will shill your game. 100%. Yes, I like money. Um, but only with the truth. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I may, you know, not say things, but not going to lie. Um, no, I'm... I'm. Welcome to Gathering of Gadgets, where we talk about all disputable business practices and the others undisputable business practices. <laughs> Today, sell out this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I hope this turns out well, and I will be checking it out. Um going yeah. forward we will see exciting stuff yeah it is yeah. it really is i'm not going to pretend otherwise man it'll feel weird having a second gotcha to play again assuming i do i'm still very very cautious about the yeah, whole like must be a losing control feeling. thing Speaking of playing multiple gotchas, yeah, that we was have... a beautiful transition. And... That was A plus, top quality. Congratulations. That's what I was really going for, and then someone interrupted me, and I lost my train of thought. Then, hi, Geister, let's talk about how many gotchas you play. <laughs> I don't think I have a fixed number because that varies depending on which I drop and which I try, but. Usually about five to seven at a time. How? I mean, we have part of our response what? in a screenshot we were spent, where we have a tablet on the right playing Arknights, and a computer screen on the left playing, I believe it's Seven Deadly Sins, Dissidia Operomnia, and... Uh, Epic oh, seven. what? Yes, Epic 7, that's the one. All I oh, remember yeah. about this game is how one of the characters uncannily resembles Leswell. Yes, it's like Leswell in another world. You're right. And, uh, yeah. Um, the world yeah, of emulators makes game. it easy to play multiple of these games. Right. The one thing you always have to take into account is to limit yourself on spending because if you play multiple games, it's really easy to... Oh, just five more bucks. Can confirm. A little bit of that can add up real quick. Yes. And what's... It also really, really... Gacha games in general skewed your perception because... I always find myself in a situation where I just buy a fifty buck packs fifty bucks pack in a gacha game, but a new fifty dollars game for the Switch. I just ah, it's fifty dollars. <laughs> it's yeah, really it's strange. Yeah, way of doing that, don't it? So uh, but, you uh, really, 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 really have to limit yourself to if you spend to spend. Only in one game that you yeah, currently and play, and all the others just, free to play. Or just making a predetermined budget. No surprises. Yes, that as well. Or you're rich and can just spend in every game, but I'm. 
Oh, you're very rich. On, on a very, very, very low income. So, I'm not rich. Yeah. So, if you're not rich, you might as well be uh, forward-thinking. Yeah, and you have to, of course, pick your gachas. Because yeah. uh, there are gachas like Arknights. You play them a limited time a day, and then you're over and done with them. Pretty much. And mm -hmm. then uh, there are gachas like Seven Deadly Sins. You can play it all day and actually are required to do it if you want to reach certain things. That's why I still don't know if I will continue to play Seven Deadly Sins in the long run because it really, really demands oh. time. Yeah, And I, I have that. time at the moment because I'm not working because of the operation I had. But that will end. Right. So, yeah. and, uh, we'll see. At the very least, I know what my small level that uh, juggling between uh, at least two games uh, is uh, a bit easier where you can do that simultaneously. Because uh, when you play on your phone, of course, you have to switch from one application to the next. But uh, for the time where FFBE worked on Nux without having to play the Amazon version, uh, I know I at times uh, played uh, FFBE on some of the farmable content on my PC. Uh, or for a brief moment, I played Grand Blue on the PC version as well, while I was playing Valkyrie Anatomy on the phone. That's, oh. that's the other thing. If you play multiple gachas on a PC, you need a good PC. Because yeah. uh, it eats into into the RAM and the processor. Emulation the graphic, is The graphic card is not as important, but the processor and the RAM is really important. Yeah, that eats yeah. into it very Emulator hard. accuracy takes a lot of system resources and always has. Indeed. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about it also with a game like Arknights. Uh, you know, with a lot of the content being like I don't necessarily want to say a lot of the content, but with much of the time that you spend in the game being like farming for upgrading units, and a lot of that farming you can do auto. You just hit a button and say start the stage, and it'll do it mm -hmm. as you've done it before. So that's another way to kind of be able to play more than one at a time without, you know, burning yourself out. Yes. If you have five gacha games where you need to actually manually do every move, it's pretty much impossible. If of there course. are auto-farmers, it's... or if the game has auto-farming systems like Arknights, like Seven Deadly Sins, like Epic Seven, it's easy. Like Fire Emblem Heroes. Oh, wait, that <laughs> one is payload. That can't even be easily played on an emulator because it's Nintendo. Yeah. Of course, and they just have to do things their way. It's Nintendo, yeah. So, yeah, it's a thing. But uh, given how a lot of gacha games have basically 99% of the content that's uh, farming, essentially, or otherwise content where you're not at any real risk of uh, losing anything, uh, is that a way to 
by multiplying the gains, multiplying the payoffs, the moments where you're doing actually hard content, a trial, or is it more about having a finger in every pudding pie, every collaboration, every content that looks nicely your way? I just like to look at all the new stuff, all the new games, all the things. I'm actually, I'm one of the few people who do not get any validation, any anything from beating a challenge. I oh. don't need that. That's why in FFBE I still don't have finished many of the trials, because they, they do not draw me in. I'm oh, there for the story, I'm for the collecting of the heroes, for, for reaching goals I set myself, like E2ing units and Arknights. Right. I'm not about the challenge. I, I know many people that, are, but I'm not. Yeah. I think what that emphasizes is that even for a single game, there's several ways to play it. Yeah. Between yeah. those that are hardcore on the challenges and want to optimize every team, uh, pursue the top tier units, and those that are just in for the story, and those that uh, just want some essentially farming background noise while they focus on something else, whether yeah. it is another gacha or something else entirely. And I like to prove people wrong when, when they say this unit is garbage, you should not invest in it, I will max it. <laughs> oh yeah, it's very fair. I mean, I recently, in Arknights, I recently got one of my characters to E2 and I'm like, I regret this. I don't like this character's personality and I'm may never end up using them after having put pushed them to E2. Yeah, and E2 takes a ridiculous amount of resources, so... It does. So, does your special perspective on playing so many different games make you have a, an, a more astute look on some of the real-time respects some of the games uh, can have? Uh, like, do you feel more drawn in if a game has, say, a fast-forward button for the for the auto-farming uh, stages and the likes? I do like my games to have auto-farming because it makes it easier to play another games next to it. But actually, the games I have to I play for the longest time don't have auto-farming, at least not auto-farming without macros, because I don't use macros. It's right. FFB, I play since I got a smartphone that can actually play it. Um, so, it must have been end of 2016, I think. And uh, the CDR Opera Omnia, which you can auto-farm with the right units and macros, but as I'm not using them, I'm playing it manually. But I'm playing it very casually, like, uh, if you see my account, you would not believe it's a day one account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are my two oldest games, and the game I have most invested in is probably FFPE, hmm. because back Any then, I went you said you're trying to make uh, terrible units work, uh, to paraphrase, of course. Any special close-to-your-heart units in this game? 
it's hard in FFB because um, you're limited. You there are units who can never grow further than a, a certain star level. Yeah. And most of the games I've played don't have that. You can take a three star unit and just max it as mm. as far up as the other units. FFB, yes. I would love to use many of the three star and four star units. Yeah, me too. Gummy. I personally, <laughs> I personally, I I love from from the units released this year. I love Sister. I really love the spite of her. Oh yeah, she looks amazing. Gorgeous. Her animation was. Mwah. And it's it's really really sad that they have so lovingly animated and drawn units that are never used. Yeah. Agreed. Like in Epic 7, I can take a 3-star unit and make it max level, use it. It might not be the best, but it surprisingly works. Now, let's get well. a bit dirty. Uh, uh, what's... Not like that. What's <laughs> say. a game you've started and that you had the most you know I'm stopping that right now reaction to? Oh, you mean a game I started and then dropped because of certain events? Uh, for instance, yes. That would be Last Claudia. <laughs> oh dear. Because I really love the game, but, but what they did was so scummy that yeah. I just didn't continue. Congratulations. You had some amazing outstalls, some amazing collabs, and you ruined everything. Uh. Because I really, I still love the game. It has pixel art, which I'm into, and yeah. it has really good game system. But I yeah, just, no, that, I was uh, so angry at them, I couldn't play anymore. The secret of mana thing, where they payloaded it hard. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Also, without telling you before you already invested into the banner, oh, you can't go further anymore now without paying. Oh yeah. I mean, we've mentioned yeah, before, awesome. we like communication and we don't like bad surprises. And apparently that was a surprise bad enough to make you go, nope, I'm out. Yep. I respect it. And I stopped, I gradually stopped Fire Emblem Heroes. It was actually my second gacha game and I really like the characters, but... Hmm. The game just has no no good story and strange direction it goes into. Strange, I've actually heard some good things about the season three story. That might be, but I dropped out before that. <laughs> well, that would explain it. Because I've also the, the first two the seasons, the gist of the 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 quests was always the same. Oh, we are forced to fight you. Now you beat us, and we are friends again. Have yeah. a nice day. And it's not like Fionn was particularly engaging. No. Fair enough. I I know very little about Fire Emblem, so I can comment on that much less than usual, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, Fionn is, is actually a unit original to the app. And for having... And Original units that actually look engaging, they are not. Yeah, she's a 
big old slice of fried bread. Fun. No. <laughs> Fair enough. Do you have one particular feature, given your particular place style, for any game that when you see it, you're like, okay, this is going to be good. Uh, I'm thinking mostly quality of life, but... Uh... Uh, I don't know about, all oh, this is going to be good, because it would need to be something new and exciting. But I have a, th a few things I expect from my gut just nowadays. Alright, what's your get shy comfy pair of sleepers? I expect the game to have a daily free summon in some sh shape or form. Because, okay. Uh, yeah, you mentioned just... it. You like new and exciting free stuff. Uh, well, new and exciting stuff, and if it's free, all the better. Yeah, because it's in 2020, no company should require you to pay daily to summon just one unit. And um, we have that in Arknights with the uh, recruits. You can you yep. can spread it so that you have one or two each day, or do all fifteen or what it is on the first day. We, oh yeah, that's uh, right. I just remembered. There's the free uh, ten uh, units daily summon that's going to come temporarily as part of the Defiance of Fate event in FFBE. Yeah, that's that too. Uh, Seven Deadly Sins also has a f uh, free daily summon. You have to watch an ad for it, but you can just let it run in the background. Um, I'm still... Which is easier when you have three other games to focus on. Yeah. I'm still a bit miffed that FFB does not have a free daily summon, but yeah. they, they emulate around with events and free tickets, so effectively and you have one. Also, they technically do have that, except it's only three days of the week. Yeah, so it's and it's yeah. a game from 2016 or 15 or something. So it's yeah. it's forgivable, and I've invested too much to be miffed about that. But with new games, if they if they make you pay through the no through the nose for just a daily summon, then that's already a black mark. <laughs> You've mentioned you're invested enough that uh, you're forgiving them for it. Uh, has there been any time where you've invested a lot in a game and then had to drop it either because uh, of some decision that was like, even with how much you've invested, that bit was uh, the drop that uh, uh, the that's screw that broke the camera's back? That's why I'm Blame Heroes, because okay. it was the first gacha game I actually paid money in and in the first month, I lost a bit of control. So, uh -huh. that's why I went to budgeting my my spending. Yeah, that Sounds so like a good nice. lesson learned. Yeah. Because that was also the day where I found out that both of my bank accounts are connected to my PayPal and not only one, as I thought. Okay. <laughs> also a good thing to know. Yes. Uh, and uh, in kind of the same line, has there been any game you get into but that eventually died or closed? Yes. Yes. Um, Mobius, Anamnesis? Star Ocean Anamnesis, yes. I ah. really like that game. And I came to it late. 
So I had about half a year of experiencing it. I was really oh, sad when it closed. It had killer collabs and it was so very pretty. It was very I pretty. Really, but really, really, really liked it. But uh, yeah. A common refrain was that the gameplay was fairly thin, however. It was perfect for playing when we were traveling the country because even with a really, really bad mobile connection, I could still play Anamnesis. No, there you Ooh. go. That does sound like a draw. But also, I did like pay five bucks in that game. So if <laughs> others did that too, I know why they closed. Yeah. <laughs> Harsh but fair. Because they, they gave you so much free stuff, you didn't need to pay. Unfortunately, uh, we've talked about comparing Igus to Arknight several times. And Igus was a game that closed for that exact reason. I basically never yep. pulled in that game because I never needed to. Yep. What Gelling is trying to say is thank you for buying those costumes. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I don't regret it. And thank you, listeners, for listening to this episode of Gathering of Gachas. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I think that's all the time we have. I have no idea because this recording has gone on for much longer than you're going to end up hearing because we had so many technical difficulties. What even is time anymore? What is time? As I said before, this was definitely not Tech Tuesday. Ah, no kidding. Oh my. Y'all are fantastic. Thank you so much. We'll be back next week with more of the games you love to hate, including War of the Visions, where we're going to take a hard look at that one. Thank you, guys. Have a I'm good one. going to keep an eye on this one. Me too. See y'all later. Bye-bye.